0: Welcome to Explore to Evolve, the travel show to inspire you to make your life the best adventure. I'm your host Vivian Dams, world traveler, digital nomad, best-selling author and your coach to live life fully. I'm so excited for you to be here today. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And if you like this episode, please leave a five-star review so that more amazing people just like you can find us. This is episode number 26 with Carrie Lay. And in this episode, we're talking about sustainable tourism. Welcome,
1: Carrie. Hello, hello. I'm so excited too. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Do you want to tell us a little bit about you? You're currently in Mexico. You're living the beautiful digital nomad lifestyle. How did that happen? What are you all about? Tell us all the things.
1: Oh my goodness, I could ramble on about that for hours. But yes, I am in the beautiful Mexico on Isla Mujeres, living my beach bum island dreams i have really good wi-fi here so we'll praise the mexican wi-fi gods for this i have a beautiful ocean view balcony as well so i'm just smiling so much that i'm getting to do this and just so so, so excited a little bit about me i'm originally from toronto but i packed up my life into a 30 liter backpack in 2018 Sold literally everything I bought a second hand laptop and decided that I was going to become a digital nomad with absolutely no idea how it was going to do it. Just decided I was going to make it work because other people could do it. Why not? Yeah, and that was actually my first time going to Mexico. So I did the same thing, booked a one way ticket, went to Mexico started kind of my digital nomad dream but I've actually been traveling since 2013 where I didn't sell everything I owned but packed my life into a backpack and moved to Australia for a year and then traveled backpack through Southeast Asia for six months and kind of was bouncing around the globe for the last I guess almost eight years now. A lot of my life in the last eight years has revolved around travel but only recently the digital nomad stuff started in 2018. Yeah it's been a fun ride and I'm super excited to share some stuff. I just maybe even some updates on what life is like in Mexico. That's a thing that people seem to be talking about a lot as well. And yeah, that's a little bit about me. I was super anxiety ridden and did my yoga teacher training in India. Kind of just float around. I have a little bit of a gypsy soul, but sitting down and started... To figure out how to make that lifestyle work for me, I asked myself how I wanted to live and how I wanted to feel and worked backwards and started taking steps towards that. That's kind of how I run my whole life every day. and. I'm super grateful to be able to be doing it from an island in Mexico right now. That
0: is incredible. How did it get started from just like, oh, I just want to go and figure this whole entrepreneurial thing out, being a digital nomad, living the beautiful life by the beach and working at the same time? How did you get to the point where like, oh, it's actually working for me?
1: I think a short form answer to that would just be acknowledging the fact that it's possible. Because that was a huge blockage for me. Imposter syndrome hit me hard and all the, well, I don't, I don't have any skills. I don't know what I would do just to like squash that right from the beginning. I worked as a waitress until 2018. So I don't know anything about coding and website development or all of these like fancy pants things that people think working online looks like. I just decided that I had to know something, right? Of what my actual thing was, can I just get paid to talk for a living? That was where I started, but that's what my first thought was, but that's not where I started. I started working as a virtual assistant a couple of years ago because I realized that not only was I good at talking, I was also like pretty decent at writing and some people, don't like writing. So therefore, I did that I actually took a a course on how to become a digital or how to become a virtual assistant, because I was just really looking for anything that would get money in the bank. I'm, I'm from Canada as well. So I just was doing everything in my power to avoid having to go back home to the Canadian winter. That was my motivation. I'm not going home. I always end up having to go home. I save, save, save money. And then I travel and I'm like, Oh, getting pretty low in that bank account I guess I'll go home for the summer and work like crazy person bartending and waitressing and making all the money in the summer months and then when it gets cold and I have to put on my jacket then I'll go again and that was kind of my lifestyle from 2015 until 2018 so I skipped every winter but yeah, so I just decided to start somewhere and I think that's what it, what it was for me. And I honestly, I say this again, just because it was my main block and it kept me, it held me back for so long. And I wish I had known then what I know now that you just have to start somewhere, just pick something. You can always change your mind. You don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't need all the things like website and branding and the perfect name. I got stuck on a name for the longest time. I ended up with just my name. So that was circled all the way back to the easiest option there. Carrie, thanks for that. Like three months that took me, (laughs) but just believing that it's possible. Seriously, so many people are doing it. And if you're good at anything, chances are there's someone who that's not their zone of genius that would pay you to do that thing that you're good at. And then just start there, start small. So I was doing work exchanges, like work exchanges at first. And then once I started building up my clients, Then I was having money, I was making money and saving money by doing work exchanges. And then I was like, whoa, this is great. Then once I started scaling that, I started taking on more clients and then I ended up having to outsource. I actually got to the point where I couldn't take on any more work, but clients were coming to me. So I started my own like mini unofficial agency where I knew other people that did this. So I would give them the work. The ball started rolling once I decided that A, I could, I could do it and B, I was worthy. I was deserving of the lifestyle that I wanted because I held myself back and that was literally my only blockage you can always learn new things. You can always figure things out. And Google is my bestie. Seriously. If you don't know something, Google it. There are YouTube tutorials like Udemy is a, it's a platform where you can get courses for like $7. And in four hours, all of a sudden you have a new skill that you can offer for $50 an hour. And there you go. You spent $7 to make 50 the same day. Like obviously there's more involved in it, but it was just a matter of, yeah, I guess deciding that I could do it and then understanding that I was worthy of doing it. And I deserve to be able to do it. And then just taking the necessary steps to make it happen. So it worked for me, it took longer than I hope it takes, like, it took me a long time, like several, several months to do go through this process. So I just say it so clearly, because I hope that I took the hard road. And I would like other people to not have to take the hard road. (laughs) So yeah, I figured it out. I didn't want to have to go back home in the winter. And then I ended up staying in Asia for the summer. I'm like, whoa, I've never been away from home in the summer, but I love it. I'm still living the island life. This is great. Yeah, I kind of just continued on with that and kept going, kept going. And then things just happen. I feel like things happen organically a lot for me because I just show up. And I think that's a big, big thing that imperfect action is the key and I really wish I had learned this at the beginning of my journey Um, but that I think is the main thing I decided what I wanted I decided how what could steps I could take to get me there I decided that I deserved it and then I started taking messy very very messy imperfect action and then it built up and eventually I got to where I am so it's if was possible for me I seriously I was a waitress people (laughs) nothing against waitresses but being a waitress doesn't directly translate into working online is what I'm where I'm going with this Mm -hmm. I loved being a waitress but no one's paying me to serve them food over zoom like that's not a thing so
0: (laughs) (laughs) not yet
1: (laughs) (laughs) maybe I don't know I like do they have teleportation devices for the meal that I I wasn't even the chef though that's the thing I didn't cook the meals Mm -hmm. I took the orders and then I brought it I made drinks so I could make you drinks but then there's a teleportation device for like this sex on the beach that I'm putting through the screen that would be great actually can someone make this
0: maybe maybe the new thing is to have dinner with strangers (laughs) over Zoom that haven't been in contact with any other people for a while and they just pay you to like eat with them over Zoom
1: oh yeah I'm gonna write that down because sometimes I make food like I can I can just host a taco, like a taco Tuesday and we can all make tacos. I'm in Mexico, so we can make tacos and then have a taco Tuesday party. I think it's great. That
0: is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) i love it carrie you also started really focusing on traveling more sustainably and like eco-friendly and spending more on in the local country and not so much supporting the whole like world economy but like smaller countries and smaller local business local businesses
1: mm-hmm. and i think that also kind of just happened naturally for me that i was really focusing on why i loved traveling so much and what my favorite part And for me, it was the the experience, immersing myself in the culture, the connection with people, and those things could be found by spending time in the local culture immersing myself in it and I really believe that the powers in the world like we hold the power with when we with where we spend our dollar and when I go to a country that is welcoming me with open arms as a tourist and so grateful to share their country with me and everything but then I go and spend my money at a a western restaurant I never eat western food not never But I try not to eat only Western food when I go away because I can just get that when I get home. So I like I like the adventure of trying the the street food and the mom and pop shops that literally are selling food from inside their house or like a little counter where their kitchen window opens and then they put the food there and you eat it on a stool on the side of the road. I just enjoy those experiences because that's part of the experience for me that I feel like I'm in the country when I'm doing what is usually done in the country. And for me, that's just a way that I actually got what I wanted out of it and was being was able to give back at the same time. I wasn't being only a consumer. I wasn't only taking and wanting everything to be done as per my request. Bus. if I was on a bus and it broke down and it took four hours because they just didn't care so then we all sat in a circle and someone ran into the fields this was in Costa Rica we then asked one of the farmers if we could buy some bananas because we were starving and then we sat and all just ate bananas and tried to talk half English and half Spanish like Spanglish trying to tell stories. And that was one of my favorite experiences. I, you can compare that to being in a like a luxury hotel, but there's no way that I would ever trade that experience for the, for what I experienced sitting in a circle on the side of the road, you know? And those are the experiences that mean something to me. So once I started paying more attention to what how I actually wanted to travel, how I wanted to feel and these things, then I realized that that is where it was at for me. I could go to the mom and pop shop and after the third day or something that I went to go eat lunch, she came outside and sat with me. So then we had a conversation and she wanted her son to to learn some English. So then he came and sat with me. And then all of a sudden I was going there six days a week. I was sitting on the floor with her son speaking English. He was learning new words. And then one day he looks up and some like a white person walks by and he says, hello, how are you? I just almost wanted to start crying because that wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. He was like three years old. That wouldn't have happened had I just gone to a place to get a burger, you know, it just, So many things like that just mean so much to me. And then I think in terms of sustainability, so that's more of the cultural immersion, which brings me the things that I actually want to travel for. I want to experience things. And the sustainability part, I think came from my own lifestyle choices. I personally chose to start living a more holistic lifestyle in terms of mental wellness and physical wellness and just lifestyle choices in general, eliminating single-use plastics, the plastic pandemic, is a cause that I advocate for super hardcore and openly. (laughs) Save the sea turtles is my favorite. I don't even know what to call it. (laughs) Like, It's my favorite way to explain the situation because I was actually snorkeling in Indonesia and swam by a turtle with a plastic bag in his mouth. And Um, I got out of the water. I like tried to follow it not too closely to see if it would drop it or if by me being close, it would open its mouth and then it would get out of its mouth. But it was just so heartbreaking and that's something that's so simple to fix so no more plastic bags how can i do more of this and i have this kind of i don't want to say addictive personality but i go down these vortexes of information and research so what can i actually do how can i eliminate plastics and chemicals and i don't actually know the answer if there's such thing as reef safe sunscreen but i know certain sunscreens have a way have way more chemicals so not only is it bad worse for my body. It's worse for the environment. I'm going to get them in tins instead because then I'm not throwing out these plastic tubes and I need this and this. I don't need this. I'm getting a shampoo bar instead. And it also was helpful in terms of I use a shampoo bar. It's a shampoo bar, shaving cream, like a body soap, all of these things all in one. And it is so tiny. It fits in my palm. And then that eliminates all of the liquids. So I'd never check a bag ever. So being able to take my bag as carry-on all the time, my backpack is 30 liters. So everything, every ounce counts. (laughs) is my thing. And then also, I don't want to have to worry about liquids, right? So that it kind of all just made sense to me. Mm -hmm. Once I started learning more about it. In Southeast Asia, the garbage situation is pretty bad. And a lot of crap washes up on the beaches. And it's just really sad. It was something that maybe I'm not doing everything perfectly. But the more I pay attention to this, and the more effort I put into doing my part, the A, the better I can feel about it. B, the, it does have an impact. And C, other people ask. So when I have my reusable shopping bag, I bring it for shopping at the markets, at the local fruit markets. I also put my laundry in it to bring it to the laundromats and ask them to put it back into that bag rather than using the plastic bags that they usually use. I use it for so many things. Someone asked me, hey, where'd you get your bag? My answer was, I, I got it in Canada at some organic market or something, but you can get them here too. I know they have them at Chidrawi, so da 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 right? And that starts a conversation. I've traveled, this bottle? My reusable water bottle, and I have um, the uh, plastic, I know it's plastic, but this is an emergency. I didn't want to use plastic plates in Indonesia, so I bought a reusable plastic Tupperware. These both have been to 11 countries with me. Like my reusable <laughs> things have been to lots of countries also. I just bring them everywhere that I go. And now I have these reusable silicone bags to replace the plastic Tupperware, which are just easier to pack, but I still have that plastic Tupperware and I will use it until the day that it starts disintegrating and my hands. So these, yeah, it's just these things that I started doing for my own personal self. And because it was my lifestyle choices. And travel slowly became my lifestyle. They just infused. And now I, I'm I'm not perfect. Like I said, I have a metal straw, but sometimes I don't bring that bag and I forget the metal straw. So then I just, I'm not using that plastic straw. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of places here and it makes a statement when a hundred people in a row say, no plastic straw, please. Then the company or the the lady starts thinking like, why does no one want straws? Oh, because of the plastic pandemic. What are the options? Okay, there are options for biodegradable or reusable bamboo straws or paper straws or something like there's another option. But it's just a matter of, I don't want to say education, but awareness for everyone, right? If I don't know that I can have a different straw, then I'm not going to use a different straw. But if I know, and then someone else sees me use, ask for no straw, they're like, Oh, actually, yeah, I don't need a straw either. Mm -hmm. Kind of the same as what's happening in countries with like, no, thank you. I don't need a plastic bag. People ask now, do you want a plastic bag? That started because people started saying they didn't need a plastic bag, bringing plastic bags. So it's kind of a slow movement that I started in my personal, like personal life. And because my personal life is now travel, they just intertwined. There's so many things that we can do. And it's just a matter of learning and trying not trying to be perfect. If you replace one thing, that's one thing that's replaced. If a billion people say no to a plastic straw, that's a billion less plastic straws. That makes a difference. Even if you're only saying at one time to one straw, if a billion people did that, then that's a billion less straws. And it works like that for everything, right? So mm-hmm. I just try and do my part, share what I know as I know it. I'm very, very authentic in the fact that accepting also that we're doing what we're doing and giving us ourselves those wins, of course, don't overshoot it and think that you're never doing good enough. That's not what I'm saying. But be proud of where you are. And then also see if there's one more thing that you could do, do one more thing to make the world a better place every day, and the world becomes a better place. So beautifully said.
0: So if you have someone that comes to, you know, like, oh, you know what, I would love to like travel more sustainably. But I feel it's like so much more expensive. And I don't even know if it's worth it. What advice would you give them to like take it slow and just open themselves up to the awareness of okay there is a possibility to travel more sustainably and enjoy travel in a different way
1: it could potentially be more expensive initially but like i said i bought this water bottle one time Mm -hmm. and it's been to 11 countries with me over oh almost two years so these I don't I'm trying to figure out how much they are you know the big giant water coolers yeah so those however many gallons or liters or whatever I feel like they're 18 or 20 liters but I have no idea so I buy one of those now because the tap water in Mexico is not safe for drinking so I buy one of those for 30 pesos which is a $1.50 US it's 25 20 or 25 pesos to buy one liter so why it's not more expensive to do that. If um, there's also places that offer you discounts, I bring my reusable takeout container to places, and they offer you like a a small discount or throw in something for free sometimes as a, oh, thank you for not making us have to like use our things. And also just feel good. Like an energy is also a currency. So if you feel good energy, then that's worth it to me. If I have to pay 10 cents to know that this plastic bag is not going to end up in a turtle's mouth, then I'll do that. Because like I said, we make statements with our dollars. So if it takes that 10 cents for me to make a statement in front of either that shopkeeper or the other people that were standing behind me in line, just to bring awareness, not in any negative way. So I think it's just a matter of education and bringing awareness, just take some time to look at what the options are because they're really not that much more expensive in the long run. Like the water example is a prime example because I have this water bottle. And when I was in Indonesia, it's really big and lots of places in Southeast Asia, but in Indonesia, it's massive. There's this app or website or organization called Refill My Bottle. So they're on a huge mission to eliminate plastic water bottles. So there are places, companies like businesses, scuba diving shops, um, hotels, restaurants that will, they can just register to put themselves on this refill my bottle map, which you could check on the app or the website. And it'll show up places that will give you free water refills if you bring your reusable bottle. So why are you going to go to the shop to pay for a plastic water bottle when you can go to one of these places and refill your bottle for free because they think the same thing they get one of these gigantic bottles or they have a water filtration system in their restaurant already they've already invested in that for their customers why not share that with other people to make a statement and just to generally feel better and do better by the people in the planet, right? So my biggest thing is the plastic and the water bottles is huge because I also say hydration is sexy all the time. And so, yeah, I think that in general, some things can be more expensive. If you're trying to do the local route, maybe you can get a discount on Expedia for this tour company if you buy it online and it's $4 cheaper than if you go and pay a local in the local currency. Mm-hmm. But... Who are, where's the money going? What are you traveling for? Are you just being a consumer? Are you just going to get something or are you going to give something? Because if you're going to get an experience, give something back because that's how the world works. We do everything for energy exchanges, whether it's time, money, or your literal, your your energy. So if you're exchanging that, but you know that that extra $4 is going towards this local family and their children and therefore they get school textbooks or something or they get to, it goes towards the fund for them to repair the brakes on their motorcycle. Like something like that. When you really think about it like that, it doesn't seem like it's such, it's so much more expensive, right? You're gonna spend that $4 somewhere anyways. It's not like you're saving it and hoarding it forever and you're gonna die and it's gonna be buried with you and you're keeping it. It's going to go somewhere at some point. It's just up to us to decide where the money is going to go to. You can't get authentic Mexican food if you never go to authentic Mexican restaurants because they can't afford to stay open if you don't go. It Really, for me, it does not feel like it's more expensive in the long run, Mm -hmm. especially when you combine it with slow travel. And I've already spent less. I'm renting a studio apartment. I've already spent less than everyone I know who's been in a hostel the entire time. But my money went directly to my landlord and her family. And I have an ocean view balcony and I have my own kitchen and my own private space. I dance, I have solo dance parties completely naked and I don't have to feel bad about it. I get that it's not good until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. So mm-hmm. it's just that's all. And it is possible to learn. There's lots of free resources. I'm actually compiling a little like ebook about sustainable travel also, because this is something that comes up a lot. Yeah, there's just so many. And I'm sure if mine isn't ready by the time this podcast posted, we live in an age where information is accessible at any point, any time to anyone. If you want to know something, find the information and implement what you learn. Be a good human.
0: I love it. This is the best. Yeah. And it's actually like, it sounds scary when you're not really into it at first and you think like, oh, they got, there's so many things you need to like remember, but it's literally just taking one step at a time and knowing it gets to be a process and you got to get better at it over time. And then it's just easier.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's a lifestyle. Sustainability is a lifestyle. It's, it's a, it's a choice it's an action and it's also a lifestyle. So if you were going to, I don't know, for example, if you're going to try and lose weight, you're like, I'm going to be this, this many pounds. You don't just make the decision and then all of a sudden you've lost the weight and it's your complete lifestyle. Like that's a process too. You lose a pound by a pound or you gain a pound by a pound, whatever your goals are, right? And you slowly implement changes, that are maintainable, that makes sense to you and your lifestyle. Because if something's not sustainable for you, then it's not going to be sustainable in the long run. And I say sustainable as in maintainable, also sustainable. But if you don't think that this is something that you can continue, then it maybe that's not the thing to start with. Something as simple as uh, get a reusable water bottle, start there. We're humans, we need water, start there. If you I'm going to get, I don't know, the next time you go to the supermarket, just get one reusable takeout container. Mm -hmm. So that you, A, it's fantastic because you can start putting things in the fridge. But then you can also bring it with you when you go somewhere. So you can go to a restaurant and when you don't finish it, rather than them giving you those styrofoam things, you can just ask them to put it in there. Like something simple. It doesn't take a lot. You can actually get them at the dollar store. So it's not a huge financial investment just to get you there, get you in the habit and then build on it. It's like anything, any habit, you have to start somewhere. Once you got that in place, you got your steady base, add something else, balance that out. See if you feel good, can still stand learning and building, learning and building. It's what it is. It's, it's growth.
0: I love it. That's so true. And I also find if you have, when you have your own water bottle, you also get to drink more because you don't have to look for places where they sell water and like think about it. You literally have it with you all the time. So you just get to stay more hydrated automatically because you see the water, you see the water bottle. And every time you see it, you just take a sip of water. And that is also very helpful when you're traveling.
1: Yes, exactly. Well, it's helpful for everyone. Like I said, I say, Hydration is sexy for many reasons. Yeah, I think that's the perfect one to start. That's always the one that I say. You make a conscious effort to bring your reusable water bottle. If you forget, don't beat yourself up and think you're like the worst sustainable person in the world. You're not. Just It's learning. I'm going for a walk. I get my metal straw because I know that I'm going to get thirsty and then I'm going to have okay. to probably get fresh fruit juice or something. Have to. I'm going to get a fresh fruit juice because that's just what I do. Or a coconut. that's a perfect example they're going to give you a plastic straw with that coconut you get a fresh chilled coconut on the beach they're giving that to you with a plastic straw Mm -hmm. if i go to the beach i'm going with my metal straw because chances are i'm getting a coconut 100 they're giving it to you with a plastic straw so that's just
0: a good luck drinking the coconut without a straw
1: (laughs) like you can get it (laughs) yeah like i've done it to because i did forget my straw and i just kind of dumped it onto my face but <laughs> when i leave my house water bottle just like these kind of associations in your building habits it's the same with any habit though you attach it to something that you already do or already have or i think it's just a it's a learning curve and i think the first step is just acknowledging that you want to change make that change and being proud of yourself for being one of the people that actually gives a crap yeah. enough to make the change you know and that's a big thing it, it may seem Like so many people are doing all the things, but they're not. (laughs) We're all just trying, doing our best, bobbling around, trying to do what we can. I do a lot. I did a lot of things the hard way. Like I really, if you can learn from me, learn from me. Because if it took me two months, you could probably just learn it today. And then you're you're like, ah, cool. I know this now. Yes, you do. Perfect. (laughs) Glad that I I already spent all the time learning it. Mm -hmm. Other people don't have to do the same thing. So I try to just share it. So I'm glad that. We talked about this because I haven't actually talked about this in a while. Only when I was packing my bag to come to Mexico, I did some lives and stuff on sustainable packing lists. But yeah, it's just something so important. But you got to give yourself a break and you got to give yourself acknowledgement for the changes that you do make. If you remembered your water bottle when you left the house, that's great. That's amazing. We're very good at being hard on ourselves for the little things. Mm -hmm. So, why not be very good to ourselves for the little things?
0: That's a perfect mindset. I love it. (laughs)
1: Carrie,
0: what does living life fully mean to you?
1: Ooh, I think living life fully to me, the first word that came to mind was freedom. And that just means freedom in so many ways freedom of time, freedom of location, freedom of mind, freedom of choice, freedom of how I want to feel and enjoying life and feeling all the feels. So the highs and the lows and appreciating all of life's opportunities and experiences and the beauty that's all around us that it took me a time to pay attention to and just really acknowledging that we do truly live in a world of abundance. If we choose to open our eyes and see it paying attention and appreciating things as they are because when you really 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 look there is so much good right in front of us
0: <laughs> absolutely true I, I love your definition that's the best carrie where can people find you if they want to know more about you if they want to follow you on your journey all the things where is the best place
1: uh, I pretty much live on Instagram, so probably there. <laughs> yeah, I, I share th- I share a lot of stuff. I share updates on my journey, and I try and share. I'm always open. Also, if people have questions, I usually pop on stories very, very quickly after that to answer those questions. So I'm just all about sharing. Like I live my life the way that I do, and I want to inspire and empower people to live the version of their life that they want to also right so whether that's travel or working online or prioritizing self-care and live the life that they want it's a circle for me and yeah so i do all of that on instagram
0: (laughs) perfect thank you so much carrie this has been amazing and the link to your instagram is going to be in the show notes so everyone can find you and follow you although thank you very much this has been amazing
1: Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. I just love talking all about all of this stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the best. Thank you.